This is episode 16 of My Heroic Life. Hey everybody, welcome back to My Heroic Life, the podcast about superheroes, overcoming barriers, and improving mental health. I am your host, Matt Edwards, and I wanted to, before we start, just explain a little bit about where we're going next with the podcast. Uh, I definitely want to have a bigger focus on mental health. Superheroes are definitely still going to be a part of it, but I've been getting a lot of requests from people that would like to hear more specific topics about mental health. So we're going to do that today. This one's just going to be a little bit shorter than our normal interviews, and we are going to have an interview next week with my good friend Deborah. But uh, today is going to be a very special episode, and we're hoping to do more of these in the future where we break down a specific mental health topic. Uh, So today's topic is going to be about letting go of the past. So we're going to start off with the definition of grief, and this, this is not the Webster definition of grief. This is a definition of grief that I found online that I really liked. Uh, This is by Mastringolo and Wood in 2016. This was off of a psychology page that I found, but I really enjoyed it. And this is the definition of grief. A reaction to any form of loss that encompasses a range of feelings from deep sadness to anger and the process of adapting to a significant loss can vary dramatically from one person to another, depending on his or her background, beliefs, relationship to what was lost, and other factors. And when I read this, it just really hit home with me because some of the grief that I've experienced in my life from some of the trauma I faced or loss did vary dramatically depending on what I was going through. And so everybody's process for grieving is going to be different. You guys are probably familiar with One model of grief that's uh, pretty famous, that's the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross Five Stages of Grief model. Uh, And though there isn't a lot of evidence to support this model, it has stuck around in pop culture a lot. So, you know, the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. Now, what I've found in my own personal life is that these are not necessarily done in that specific order. When we lose someone that we care about, it can be very shocking if it's especially if it's a death and we we can't believe that this thing actually just took place. Like it's it's almost impossible to believe that this thing just happened. And I'm going to talk a little bit about something that happened to me last year that I haven't really opened up about on this podcast. Uh actually this was back in 2019. But it's a story that I'm not going to really go into full detail on, but I think it's it's something that might help someone that's going through grief or loss. But basically, I lost a couple of really good friends of mine who I cared very much about. And um, at the time, I had been dealing with severe depression and anxiety. Um, and there were there were there were points in my life where, I felt like I was going to end things, and I felt severe anxiety. There were times where in the morning I felt like I couldn't even get out of bed because the anxiety was too severe. I would drive to a shooting range at night, and I would never go in, but I would sit outside and like be in this 
paralysis mode where I would think about going in and just ending it for myself. So yeah, for anyone that's listening, the first thing I want to say about suicide before we go any further on this topic is uh, the National Suicide Hotline, which is 800-273-8255. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because I did call this hotline quite a bit when I was going through these periods. But um, a lot of the depression that I faced was attached to these friends of mine that I really cared about and really loved and really felt like I was always just kind of messing up with and feeling like I could never, you know, gain their approval. Um, Never really felt like I was seen by either of them. And it, it just got to a point where my depression and my anxiety kind of bubbled bubbled up overnight once um, and we had gotten into an argument that just didn't go well and I ended up leaving and then by the time I got home I was blocked on social media and I, I just completely spiraled out of control that night. Just could not function, could not deal with what was happening after that, that argument and I tried to take my own life and uh, luckily I got through it. There are a lot of other details that happen that I'm going to leave out, but um, the main thing is I got through that night. But it's more about what happened afterwards that I think I want to share, which is the the grieving side of it. Because I, in this situation, unfortunately, I was not given the opportunity to fix the situation. I was ghosted, basically. These friends uh, who I had basically been best friends with for two years and I considered basically family at that point and who I thought would never leave me without even telling me basically just kind of switched off the light after that had happened and I and I couldn't believe it I was in complete denial which is the first (laughs) stage of grief and I want to say that anyone that's going through a loss like this whether it's a breakup or even a death the denial period can last for a very very long time especially when it's sudden like this and and it's like your your trust and your hope and your belief that this would never happen when this comes to pass like the the more the more severe of the fallout like the more likely it is that you're going to be in denial for even longer um, and so that was my experience. I was in, it was just in severe denial. I was like, I cannot believe that they are doing this. I can't believe that they're not going to speak to me. Um, I reached out and, and, and apologized countless times and uh, never heard a response. I eventually did hear from one of them, but they basically just said, well, I'm, I'm done with you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. So I want to jump a little bit forward here because the the bit, the tips that I have for dealing with grief are going to play into this. Um, the three main tips that we're going to discuss in this episode are to not grieve alone, to take good care of yourself, and to seek professional counseling. And so the, the first one is the one I want to touch on right now, which is to not grieve alone. This was a big one for me. As someone that has always wanted to communicate with people and be upfront about how I'm feeling and work through something face-to-face with somebody or verbally or even through text, when I was not receiving that directly from those people, that was very, very difficult for me. So anyway, to deal with that, I had been in therapy before that 
At that specific time, I wasn't, so I immediately got in touch with my therapist, and I started working with her again. I was meeting with her once a week, so we'll we'll come back to that, because that also comes back into play with uh, seeking professional counseling. Uh, But that's what I did. That was the first thing I did, is I reached out to her, and I reached out to somebody else that's that's kind of like a pastor figure um, that was helping me through kind of the spiritual side of this. Um, And so, something this person helped me do that was very, very helpful is she had me write, write down a chart. I put, I wrote down this chart every single day of this person, uh, or these people that were hurting me in my life that I really was just so angry with. And I would write down all of the things on basically this chart. It was a, it was two columns on this chart. I would write down all of the qualities on the left side that I felt were negative about them. And, you know, so I would say, this person's hateful, this person's avoidant, they don't care about me, um, they never loved me, all these things, I put them on the left side. And then the hardest thing I had to do was to write basically the opposite on the right, that these were the spiritual, God-given qualities that these people had. And I struggled with that at first, but I did do it. And because I struggled with it, I would do it again. So I would do that every day. And I would pray every day. And I would hope every day that they would come back. And uh, do you guys see where I'm going with this? Because that, that this is kind of the bargaining uh, section. Is that I, for, and this, this kind of section of my grief lasted for a really long time as well. Like I was just constantly bargaining what happened? Like, why, why did this happen? And what did I do? And what can I do to fix it? And what if I, you know, say this, or I work really hard on this? And what if I finally overcome my depression? Maybe that was the key ingredient. And maybe they'll finally see me for who I am if I get over my depression. Uh, and so that sort of became my ultra focused goal was to just be like, okay, I'm going to get over this. And once I finally get over this, these people are going to accept me again. I don't want to veer too much off track here, but I think it's helpful for people that are going through the grieving process to understand that we all go through this and it's okay. It's okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel like you were blindsided by something that you didn't see coming and to, and to feel that anger and to feel confused and to feel lost like those are all normal human reactions to something that you just didn't expect especially when you trusted these people uh or if it's somebody that you lost uh, a death that you just <clears throat> excuse me if it was something that you lost because of a death uh, you know the, it's the same it's the same feeling because you you had no idea you didn't see it coming and so the, the human reaction we have to this is completely natural and normal, and you should not beat yourself up for it. So going back to the bargaining aspect of like my grief, I think the, the thing that made it the most difficult was the idea that I needed to reach out to these people and apologize and try to fix it. But doing that honestly made things worse. Um, reaching out to these people to, turned out to be um, very ineffective and ended up hurting me even more because they would say, you know what, you hurt us a lot by doing what you did. And then I wouldn't really even get a real explanation for what that what it was that I that I did. Um, like I was just left in the dark even more. 
So I, I wasn't getting the feedback that I needed to heal. I wasn't getting the communication that I desperately wanted to to kind of lay this to rest and find some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, the bargaining phase of grief can be so hard because you're basically fighting with these two different kind of thoughts that are coming in and saying, no, like this, this isn't going to be this way. Like it's going to come back and it's not going to hurt you anymore and everything's going to go back to normal. And there's also this bigger thought coming into your head saying, no, this did happen and you have to accept it and you don't want to accept it. And uh, that's kind of where I was for a very long time dealing with this. And um, I will say that the thing that started to turn the tables for me was starting this podcast. That was number one, because I knew that I wanted to help other people that were going through what I was going through. And uh, the other thing was continuing to work with my therapist every week. Without that, um, every single week, I would not have made the changes that I needed to make. And for those of you who've been following the podcast for a long time, you know that there were other small things that I did along the way that really helped. Anyway, then the next stage in the in the grief process is depression. Uh, and for me, you know, I already had depression. That was something I was already going through. Um, but I found that my kind of depression phase came later uh, when I did finally start to accept that these, you know, these individuals were not going to come around, uh, that I was never going to get the response that I wanted. I was never going to be forgiven or loved or cared about by them ever again. Um, and that was very depressing to to realize that this this was never coming back and these people were never going to accept me. They were never going to love me again. They were never going to say, I'm proud of you for getting through what you went through. That, that was never going to happen again. And um, yeah, I definitely spiraled a little bit. Uh, so yeah, and I think the biggest thing that really helped me in that phase was realizing like it's okay. It's, it's okay to feel this depression because uh, I had been depressed in the past, like severely depressed. But at that stage, I realized, you know what, this depression that I'm feeling, I need to feel it. And so I let myself be sad. So throughout this whole process, I was still working with my therapist. I was checking in with her every week and making sure that um, I was doing everything I needed to do to not fall back into any of the bad habits that I had. And I will say like the final stage of acceptance for me came when I saw this YouTube video that was about anxious, preoccupied attachment style. Uh, It was super random. It just came up into my recommended feed on YouTube and I watched it and it basically kind of verbatim explained to me why I had behaved the way I had behaved in this friendship and what my shortcomings were. But what this video did is it really helped me take a step back and look at the entire thing as a whole and made me realize, okay, I didn't do this on purpose. And they didn't do this on purpose. I had a specific attachment style that was contributing to the dysfunction. And this other person also had a dysfunctional attachment style that was feeding off of mine. And um, once I was able to kind of see that for what it was and realize that it wasn't really a personality or a person that did this, but really 
some deep-seated trauma and some other things that I hadn't resolved at the time and some things that this other person hadn't resolved at the time that were causing us so much pain and so much so much dysfunction and that that was okay and that I could just say you know what yeah that's what it was and it's okay uh and so that's when my acceptance came that took an entire year that was an entire year of my life of being in that grieving stage and i think it's important for everybody listening to understand that grief does not have a timeline it may take you a year to deal with the loss of a loved one it may take you 5 years it may take you 10 years no matter how long it takes the most important thing to remember is that it is a process and that you have to let yourself go through that process and not to beat yourself up for it and to not blame yourself for what happened to and to also be very very aware of any guilt or shame that comes along with it because i think that is what makes the process extend longer than it needs to is that we tend to look at ourselves and say if you hadn't done this one thing or you hadn't done that one thing you know maybe things would be different or if, if it's someone that passed on a lot of times it's man if they were still here i wish i could have said this or um i wish i had been kinder to that individual while they while they were still here or i wish i'd spent more time with them or i wish we hadn't gotten in that one fight and when you do that to yourself you you aren't really allowing yourself to grieve the individual and it's also keeping you from having a a loving fond memory of them so anyway yeah that is my story i know that was a little bit long but something that i think i really wanted to share and um yes it is very personal to me but i will say that these people that left me in my life for all the things that they had done the way i view it now is that i would not be the person that i am now if all of those things hadn't happened i would not be making this episode right now i probably wouldn't even have 16 episodes i probably wouldn't be pursuing my masters or working on my real estate business or all the other things that i have going on in my life if that hadn't happened i would not have put the effort in to change and i would not have been so focused on overcoming my depression even if it wasn't for the right reasons all the time i would not have changed so that that is like my biggest takeaway from this is that it's not really about them it's a, it's about my story and how i healed from it and that i can look back on it now and see for all of the dysfunction that took place there was also a lot of good and that and in the end i still love these people very much and i know that they loved me too even if they didn't show it in the end i know that those that it's objectively true that we loved each other and that we cared about each other a lot so yeah that is basically everything i can think of in terms of that story but the last thing i want to touch on is these three tips that are most important so the first one is not grieving alone it's very vital that you stay connected with others when you are going through the grieving process 
you need to have a support system, whether that's your family, friends, spiritual leaders, like I had mentioned, a support group. I used to go to a codependence anonymous group. I know that's a little bit difficult right now for um, COVID, but I know that there are some 12 step groups that are meeting online over Zoom or a licensed health professional, which I'll get to. That's the last the last tip. The second tip is to take good care of yourself. This one's a little difficult, especially when we're grieving. It could be really, really easy to forget about your own needs when you are reeling from a loss. But neglecting yourself is not going to help you deal with that grief effectively. So you need to... This is, this is what helped me the most. It was finding a creative outlet. For me, that was this podcast. That was also uh, writing in a journal exercise. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Exercise was literally a lifesaver for me last year during the pandemic. Sleep schedule, also very important. Something I did not have last year at some points during the pandemic, but sleeping consistently, eating consistently, being patient with yourself, just allowing yourself to feel the things that you need to feel. And then lastly, I will say, understand what's going to trigger your grief. And this was the big, big one for me. Uh, because uh, my trigger was reaching out to these specific individuals um, and then getting a very, very negative response that was would, would had the potential to make me spiral out of control and go back down to square one. So knowing that what the thing is that made you feel this way, stay away from that thing. I cannot stress enough, if there is someone in your life that is making you feel that way and you are having difficulty getting away from it, I know the feeling, but please get away. Do everything you can to get away from something that is toxic and dysfunctional, and then from there, do everything you can to avoid it. If that means deleting every single picture, if that means blocking them on social media, I know how difficult that is because I hate blocking people. I hate doing that to people because I hate it when it's done to me but you need to do what's best for yourself. If you need to take a couple of days off from work because maybe you work with this person or you need to take days off from work because you just lost somebody um, to COVID or whatever reason it is, do what you need to do and prepare. Because if you know what your triggers are and you can prepare in advance, that's going to help you in the long run. And then lastly, it's going to be to seek professional grief counseling or a therapist, or any of these things. This is honestly so important. Having a therapist in my life over the last three years, same therapist, who was very consistent with me, who was very kind to me, and was always, always there to listen, and to not judge me, and to not even have ba- not even have advice basically so that's the thing you think when you go into therapy you think oh i'm going to get advice on what to do but more often than not therapy is really a space for you to go in and kind of get all of this stuff off of your chest and have someone there that's just there with you listening and kind of nurturing you in that way and then saying okay we're going to we're going to move into a different direction we're going to find a way out of this it's not necessarily like, hey, you need to do this. And the reason why you're doing this is because you have this. I don't know, maybe some therapists do that, but mine didn't. And it was really helpful because it, she kind of helped, had me find my way out 
It wasn't like she was holding my hand and saying like, oh, this is the way out and you need to be, I'm going to drag you out the door with me. I had to come to the conclusions that I needed to come to on my own. And a therapist can be very helpful in helping you do that. So yeah, that is the last tip. And um, with that, yeah, let me know what you guys think about this episode. This is a lot different than the structure that I have been doing before. Uh, didn't take notes. Or, I mean, I had notes, but I did not like have a detailed plan for what I was going to say going into this. I just wanted to speak a little bit more freely. So yeah, just let me know. Um, feel free to get in touch with me on social media. And uh, you know where that is. It's at My Heroic Life on Instagram and Facebook. And I think that's it. Uh, we're going to have a really good friend on next week, Deborah Smith. She is somebody that I met in L.A., a couple of years ago uh, she's an actress and she's an incredible human being she is also a director and producer she produced her own feature film she is also a mental health advocate and she just started her own podcast it's called more than you see she has a great community on instagram already so yeah we're just we're gonna have a lot of fun next week and i can't wait to share that interview with you so stay tuned for that But yeah, just uh, trying to find new different things to talk about, new topics. And uh, if you do have a specific topic that you want to be addressed, like, for example, anxiety or um, how do I deal with a breakup like we just talked about or uh, suicidal thoughts or a specific disorder, you know, different things like that. But um, anything like that that you can think of that you you would like to have, just let me know. Uh, And yeah. That's going to be it, everybody. Just remember that no matter what's going on, there's a hero inside of you, and you can always put on that cape. Take care.